Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. All right, let's. Nathan should be here pretty. I'll just give him a quick call, see where he's at. Hey, Brendan, how's it going? Oh, uh, Nathan, are you like on vacation or something? Yeah, but they got pretty good Wi-Fi, so it's all right. Look, man, after that Space Jam, Mortal Kombat stuff, you know, I just had to had to get out, had to decompress, get out of that headspace, you know, and. And uh, just, you know, kick back and relax. But, oh, man, my, my shoulder and joints are really starting to bug me. I don't know what's up with that. Well, I mean, you know, you're on vacation. Get some R&R. Get some lotion. Uh, you know, take take a take a lie in the sand. Well, that's what I've been doing. Oh, I'm so tired. It's only like 7 o'clock. What's up with that? I mean, mm. the sun's been beating down all day. I get it. Like, it's, yeah. it's a tropical island. Oh, I'll tell you something, Brendan. They they have the best early bird buffet. I had supper at four o'clock yesterday. It was delightful. Four o'clock? That doesn't yeah. sound like you at all. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it, was, it was really really good. They have the just the most succulent prunes. I'm telling you, they just you know make you regular for days. Succulent prunes. Nathan, did that person behind you just dr- just drop dead? Yeah, that's 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 been happening here. I don't know. It must be, I don't know. It must be the prices. Things are crazy expensive. I mean, you know, I when I was a kid, I remember I could get a I could get a bag of chips for forty five cents and and a bottle of pop for fifty, less than a dollar. It was great. Okay, I'm just I'm just now don't take offense to this, Nathan, but I you, you're you're looking a little peaked. Do you have like a like a hand mirror or like your cell phone or something? Uh, just let me a second. I'll get a get the a mirror out of Patty's purse here. Oh dear, she seems to have turned into a skeleton. Anyhow, let me. Oh my God, I'm old. You know when I pick up a beat, that's when I'm on to pressure now. The question always comes back to me. down <laughs> no nathan you're okay now you came back to the reverse you came to the what? reverse speech this what? Is the- no no this is the reversal now you're going to turn into a little baby 
to go Benjamin Button, am I? Yep. Yep. You're going to turn into super sexy Brad Pitt, and then you're just going to be a little bitty baby Brad Pitt. Uh, better than nothing. <laughs> Win some, you lose some. Yep. Um, if you haven't guessed by now, which you probably have, because you literally clicked on a podcast called What Were They Thinking, found the episode you wanted to watch, and hit play. But this is the one you even downloaded it. I mean, <laughs> went out of your way to put it onto your 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 mobile device. You could have, which is a good strategy if you're traveling. You don't want to use mm. up that data. Mm, no. You know, uh, you know, don't don't give in to big internet. Because um, that's how they get you. Well, they... when I was a kid, we oh, had God. the dial-ups. Oh, you see. Step back into the reverse beach. Jello. <laughs> Woo, YOLO, FOMO, man. Whatever. Oh no, no, else. go back into go back into the other beach. <laughs> you haven't adjusted properly. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I, I'm I'm Brendan. And I'm Nathan. And uh this is what were they thinking? We talk about bad to questionable movies. And this month we got course, both things covered in this one. We've got a full tilt. Um we are covering, of course, this is January. We're covering the worst or, you know, just bad movies in the previous year, 2021. I, I know, you know, people are saying, like, oh, you know, uh people are saying, yeah, people are coming up to me on the streets, Nathan. And they're, they're saying, saying to me, sir, with tears in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying these are not the four worst movies ever made in 2021 and i say yeah i know that they're just four bad movies in 2021 we're not gonna rank them although i would i could argue the last two were two of my most oh, hated no. movies of 2021 <laughs> but not in this case but we'll, we'll get into it um but yeah we're talking about uh, an m night shamilaman movie uh it's called old so first lie because it's a new movie so the right out of the gate uh, but we are not alone, Nathan. We have a guest. We have a returning guest. She has been with us to cover two previous Shyamalan movies. Ladies and gentlemen, Ooh, Lindsay. Yes. Love it. Love it. Got to gear up for that. that high that energy. Yeah. Big energetic. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, shit. She's throwing her hands up in the air. <laughs> oh, no. She doesn't even care. She's just, she's just doing well, it. She's just following instructions because several times in a lot of music we have been advised to wave our hands and throw our hands into the air and indeed to wave them like we just don't care even if we do care which i feel like you know law of averages at some point somebody did that and they cared but they were told to not so they had to pretend it's not they, that they were told not to it's you just wave them like you just don't care i mean maybe you do but i mean know, how act difficult like you don't how difficult must that have been for a very empathetic person, though? Probably pretty, oh. pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so nothing to do with that. But we are covering, of course, M. Night Shyamalan's movie Old. Had anyone seen it before this date? No. 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 Well, I mean, technically, I guess we all saw it before today's date. But <laughs> not before viewing it for the podcast, I had not seen it. Okay. Well. Here we go. Before we even get into it, I just want to make sure everyone knows that during the pandemic, this was a huge hit. Uh, um, <laughs> this cost $18 million to make because he oh. rel- he keeps his movies relatively low budget for the most part, ex- unless you're, you know, Avatar, The Last Airbender. I suppose Airbender. It's, it's most per- primarily just the one location, so. Just the one beach. <laughs> yeah. This movie made $90 million. So that's guaranteeing a sequel. I ho- older, <laughs> older, <laughs> oldest, oldest. Oh, that's, Way the, that's old. the third entry into the trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> dead. <Old. laughs> that's the fourth surprise. Heaven. 
reincarnation. Cocoon. <laughs> this is it's all a prequel to the cocoon all movies. Leading to the movie to the Steve Gutenberg swimming pool movie. <laughs> so old. Um plot. The plot of old. Well, it's about a bunch of people who end up on this resort. They all get taken to this island. They are specifically picked out of this group of travelers to go to this island. It's and a cove, actually. Yeah. Is it a cove? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a it's a part on the island, I should say, part of the island. And uh, it turns out, well, this this cove ain't like it seems. In an M. Night Shyamalan movie. There's a little bit of twisty stuff going on as these people seem to age quicker than normal. So yeah, everybody's just aging really aging really quick. I want to make sure I don't say aging really fast because that just sounds like I'm saying everybody's Asian really quick. And that doesn't really that's not yeah, really a sentence that makes only sense. One point five Asians in that movie. One point five? Well the the child and then the nurse. Oh, okay. So you're counting a child as half a person. Mm-hmm. Because they don't, because they're not of legal age majority. Yeah, fair. Um. So yeah. So that's what that's what it is. And then of course we find out throughout the course of the movie that uh, at least one person in each of these groups has some sort of medical condition. Will that come back uh, later? Yes. Um. And hilarity, uh, very unintentionally ensues. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> um. So we start old with our main family. Uh, we have uh, the names are crazy. We have Guy and Prisca. Uh, Guy yep. played by Gail Garcia Bernal of Itumama Tambien, of which he probably thought of this entire time, saying, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, I was in Itumama Tambien and now old." <laughs> um, his wife uh, Prisca, played by uh, Vicky Creeps, who's also been in uh, better movies than this, <laughs> and their kids, who were not played by anyone notable until later. Uh, right. They're the the daughter their daughter sorry their kids are named Trent and Maddox. Yeah, it um, took me uh, probably about half an hour to figure out what her name was and what they kept yelling. Yeah, because I was like, wait, Trent and Maddox, do they have two sons? Like, no offense, but I associate yeah. the name Maddox with with a boy. Well, I just kept hearing Medix and Madelix. <laughs> and... <Maddox. laughs> Would have been like great a... if her name was Medix. I gotta. That's what I, I guess... have. Supervisor at work, one of her kids is named Rowan and it's a girl. So Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm <laughs> saying like if if you're gonna name the girl Maddox, you better make sure I know that her name is Maddox. Because <laughs> I'm done well, talking her. Or you know what? Just create a shorthand and keep calling her Maddie. Maddie. Yeah, Mad- Mads. Right out of the yeah. gate, I have a question. Oh, okay. What were they thinking? Thanks, folks. Do <laughs> <laughs> the parents have accents, but the children don't? Um, I'm guessing because they were they they were born in America and were mostly surrounded by, uh, you know, the uh, the standard American accent. <laughs> Interestingly enough, uh, I, I recently watched a movie uh, that should have been in this this quadrilogy of terribleness at the beginning of our year, Clifford the Big Red Dog, and I was faced with the same conundrum where a brother and sister, one of which had a British accent. And the other did not. And they quickly explained it away. Man, you know, I'm so glad my parents, our parents moved here when I was two. <laughs> Boom. Done. He had no accent. She had an accent because she was, I guess, five or six years older than him. Wow. There you go. Right out of the gate. So Clifford the Big Red Thank Dog. Ch- that's that's Nathan's recommendation. Check it is it not. Um, 
Well, now that we got that mystery solved, I don't know what other flaws we'll see in this movie, but we'll we'll press on anyway. We're about uh, 45 seconds in. So uh, Maddox is singing in the car, a very um, odd He's choice of song. It's, in the car. <laughs> it's not really a family van sing-along song, but uh, <clears throat> she's, she's singing at the top of her lungs. I think she's, it was a song that was written by Shyamalan's daughter or something. Oh, dear. I, I didn't recognize it. That's uh, all I saw something in the in the in the trivia about a song that that, that song that being song was yeah by uh the the well she was she was singing along to it wasn't she? Well she was like sing it girl. Yeah I, I'm pretty sure that they had said that that it was it was written by Shyamalan's daughter. Oh, there you go. Wouldn't it be great in the middle of the song? An interesting if tidbit. If there was a twist in the song too. <laughs> suddenly it just turns into like a a, a skrillex dub beat <laughs> dubstep rather song yeah so anyway she's singing and uh we get a lot of unnatural dialogue between the children you know you're ruining her spontaneity when you address her singing it, it makes her feel not spontaneous and blah 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 live in the moment mom and stuff i don't like know that. man and these kids these days I know, but it's like I don't know. I it it's fucking movie movie children. I remember when penny candy cost a penny. Actually, get back in the get out of the beach. <laughs> uh, so the, yeah, then uh, there there's a whole there's like a million foreshadowing jokes in this or not foreshadowing jokes, but there's a million foreshadowing moments here because like uh the mother says something like, oh I can't wait to hear your singing voice when you're older. And then there's there's a moment where the son is like, um, oh, I just want us to get get there already to this resort. And the dad is like, now, now, come on. You don't want to you don't want to hope. Don't be so quick to hope that time goes by so fast. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, movie, what are we doing? You cheeky little thing, you. Sing it, girl. Mom. No, I can't. Her spontaneity has been stripped from her. I'm sorry. You have such a beautiful voice. I can't wait to hear it when you're older. Will this place have scuba diving? How does a child have to be to do scuba diving? I don't know, Trent. I think you're a bit too young. You're a baby. You said five minutes. Technically, it's been way, way more than five minutes. Are we close? Stop wishing away this moment. Look out the window. Look how pretty it is. So they arrive at the resort, and the waitress there's a there's a server waiting there with specialty cocktails, mm-hmm. and uh, she she very sus, and she remarks that how big the kids are getting more foreshadowing. It's like M Night. We all saw the trailer. We know what this movie's about. M Night foreshadowing. <laughs> M Night foreshadowing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so they're all hanging out at the resort. Uh, Trent and Maddox meet another uh, young child there named Idlib. Yeah, Idlib. It, little Idlib, who is the nephew of the resort manager. Um, again, a lot of uh, weird dialogue exchanges because he's like, what was it? <laughs> they talk to like, strangers. They just they just randomly talk to strangers. These kids. They do, and like when they're talking to each other, Trent says something like, "I could do a one thousand piece jigsaw puzzle," and he's like. I collect conch shells. He's like, wow, that's amazing. It's just really stilted is what I'm trying to say. I mean, kids do have those conversations with each other. 
And uh, I, again, while I was uh, checking this out, because I couldn't place Rufus Sewell for some reason when I was watching this movie. Maybe I had the same thing that was going on with him. But, uh, well, of course, I went to the IMDb. And, Not IMDb. Right. IMDb. Uh, uh, and I was like, I, I, of course, I stumbled upon the trivia, which is where I found about the, uh, the, the song being written by Shyamalan's daughter. Uh, and apparently uh, they, they put in the, the bit about the conch shells to make the, you know, it seem uninteresting and, and uh, you know, something that kids would talk about. And it's really kind of boring. But um, realistically, uh, his uh, collection would be worth a couple of thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Thank Another you, interesting Lord tidbit. of the Flies. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so they're, yeah, they're walking around talking to everyone. Uh, Guy also mentioned, we, we get also some foreshadowing here where Guy is talking about, like, you know, he's teasing his kids, and his wife Prisca is clearly hiding something. We don't know what it is, but something is bothering her. Mm. Um, this is The movie has such a cheap way of getting this inf- this particular information because the kids are walking around going up to everyone saying, what's your name and what do you do for a living? And yep. it's like, okay, movie, <laughs> this is the movie's way of, like, this is everybody's <laughs> name and occupation. Uh, everyone gonna... had that, though. <laughs> What's that? Everyone, like, stated their name and occupation and, like, a little tidbit about themselves. Well, because the, oh. the, the kids yeah. were the ones doing it, even Very mechanical way. end up on the beach. Because that comes into play later. And but, I was just like, this is a weird mechanic because I, as a, as a parent... Would not be like, okay, kids, just go talk to randos at our resort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's such, a, it's such a weird thing. It's like, I'm Barry and I'm a cop. I'm yeah. Susan and I'm a masseuse. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, the kids are talking about, like, you know, Trent and Idlib, they found, they formed a kind of a bond. They're, they're giving each other coded messages. They're talking about how they're going to become neighbors with mortgages. <laughs> I love that. That was the yeah. weirdest fucking dialogue. Yeah, what the fuck? It's all just stilted as all M. Night. It's like, um, the reason why this movie's called Old is not because everybody gets old fast. It's because the kid is old beyond his years already. That, that would have been great if, like, whoa, what a... Guys, I just realized something. What would happen if Benjamin Button went on the island? He, he would just be perfectly fine. <laughs> he just age normally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Oh shit! Either, either that, or because maybe it's because of the way his his cells are wired, he would just become a baby like overnight. Oh man. <laughs> uh, so we uh, we do find out eventually that uh, Guy and Prisca are having marital issues, but she also seems to have some sort of health issues, uh, and, and they are terrible at keeping that shit hidden from the kids. Oh, oh god, yeah. yes. Because at first they're like, there's there's all these furtive glances, and they're like, on the DL. And then they have a screaming match on the other side of the door where the kids are. And the doors are paper. Yeah, <laughs> the, door, yeah the doors are essential, but the kids hear everything. Um, and, of course, we find out later that something medical related is that she has, a, she has a tumor in her stomach. And we'll get to that later. But also, there's also some marital strife. It's they're really they're the on the... Stomach. Well, it's... it's no, it's like on her side or whatever. Yeah, abdomen. Yeah. I'd abdomen. say side, lower side. Yeah. It's called. Um, ab- leave it at that. It's in her the, torso. They're on the verge of this divorce movie is as well. You're tearing us apart. <laughs> You're tearing us apart, movie. <laughs> um, oh, hi, Jessica. 
Guy tells Prisca that you're always thinking about the future. More foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, then we start meeting everyone around the eye. We meet our, our main characters. A bit of a roll call here. So we have Guy and Prisca, our main couple. Trent and Maddox, their precocious children. Uh, we meet Charles, who is a surgeon, played by Rufus Sewell, uh, along with his much younger wife, Crystal, a supermodel, I guess. Um, yeah. Along with Agnes, an old woman who's old. That's and <laughs> Yeah, well, she's the mom, but her characteristic you, you is that... You need to... Her characteristic is that she's an old woman who's old. Um, you need to mention that the wife has a calcium deficiency. She does. She's very health conscious, health food conscious as well. Um, their daughter, Kara, who is uh, a young child. Jaron <laughs> um, is, is a nurse. His wife, Patricia, is epile- epileptic. And uh, I don't that, think that's her profession. She's a psychologist. Nope, nope. <laughs> nope Nathan, that's her profession. Epilepsy. She works at epileptic. <laughs> um, but those are those are the main uh, those are the main people. And then of course we'll get to the other person later who might have the dumbest character name I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> you but mean we'll, the best? We'll it's get to the it. best. I wrote it like ten times in my oh, notes. Hold, hold off. We're getting there because. <laughs> Out of all this roll call, guys, we we neglected the most important character because he cast himself in the movie. Oh That's right. They all pile in the van. And who's driving the van but the fucking director, M. Night Shyamalan. He, he, mm-hmm. he, he wishes he was Hitchcock so bad. Like, That's so thing. bad. That's and you know thing, what? Though, Hitchcock like... was just like, just blink and you miss me. Yeah. Shyamalan's like, look at me. I'm M. Night Shyamalan. Whoopity-doo. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, and he's I'm always, also Adam Sandler. Jose, he's always always doing his great Sandler impression. <laughs> I love M Night Shyamalan and Big Daddy. It was a little, it was a hoot. I liked it more than Little Nicky. <laughs> Jeez, guys, this is a bit of a twist, isn't it? <laughs> Six Sense is fucking awesome. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like he always gives himself like the, like the important role too. Like in the sixth sense, he's like the doctor who tells, like who talks to the kid in like, um, in like the village, he's the cop who like finds the, finds Bryce Dallas Howard after she like escapes the village in the, uh, lady in the water. He is, isn't he like the author or something? He, I don't like, know, but he's the, he's the guy who caused the car accident in signs. Yeah. Yep, exactly. He's, he's the person who brings them to the Island in old. He's not in the last airbender, which is the only reason why that movie is awful. Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he brings them all to the island. They're like, this is an awful lot of food to bring for just the afternoon. And he's like, trust me, you're going to need it. What? A yuck. A yuck. <laughs> That's what he does, too. A yuck, a yuck. And then he runs off and there's like a dust cloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they all they all pass through this like uh, canyon to get into the, the cove, which is a little shifty to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like. Okay, this is a tight squeeze. I'll be like, like if oh. you're going, if you're doing a resort in a, in a fairly safe area, it's not uncommon for things like this. Oh, it's like it's like a hidden gem of of our area, oh, and it's yeah, safe. It's Go common. check it out. You just walk a little through this this slot canyon. There's a, like a perfectly secluded beach. You'll have the whole afternoon to yourself, sort of thing. You know, and enjoy it, sort of stuff. They should have just went jet skiing. <laughs> I do think this movie should have just been called Slot Canyon. If we're being honest. <laughs> oh, slot that's, canyon. That's the porn parody. 
Yeah. No, that'd be Slut Canyon. <laughs> that would be the good. porn parody of Slut Canyon. Slut Canyon, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Slut Canyon. <laughs> Slut Cannon would be the action Slut porn parody. Can- <laughs> <laughs> so many bananas involved in that. So many bananas. So many bananas. Um. <clears throat> so they all get to the to the cove, and everybody, the kids are getting super hungry already, and uh, they go As- to eat food. As kids do, as kids do. As kids do, yeah. But they find a bunch of, like, old toys and rusted up things from the hotel in the sand. Hmm, that's weird. Um, we, and then, we meet our, we meet our, we, we meet our, our other addition to this cast of characters. Yeah, Nathan, what's this person's name? Oh, he's the internationally renowned hip-hop artist, Midsize Sedan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I heard his first mixtape actually uh featured economy sized coupe. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't he couldn't afford to land Maserati though. Mm-hmm. He's outside of his price range. <laughs> yeah. I just... I had to I had to legit pause the movie when they said his name was mid sized sedan. I nearly mm-hmm. cracked up I like, did. Could not stop laughing. Well because the best part about the whole thing is that he he's just kind of sitting off in the corner and it's the daughter Maddox that recognizes him and she's like mom mom oh my god that's mid-sized sedan and I was like what we get kind of a, we do get a glimpse of him earlier uh because he goes he goes to the cove earlier uh we just get kind of like a a, a I guess a dialogue free smash cut where there's a girl uh she's getting undressed to go swimming and he's just at the cove watching her go swimming and then they cut back to the morning where everyone's gonna go to the and they never they don't explain it and then they get to this and then we explain it so well sort of mid-size sedan mid-size sedan not a big size sedan just a mid-size mid-size full-size sedan not an economy sized no so i guess people know what to expect with him what? I mean, so honestly, God, you're gonna call yourself Econo Line. Wait, what? No, that's not right. Econo Lodge? Yeah, Econo Line. We're talking about his dick here, right? <laughs> so I'm what talking about his mid-sized sedan. His mid-sized sedan. Yeah, that he he is one of the he's very. Humble. He's one of the few. Exactly. <laughs> he's one of the few modest hip hop stars. But dick is Does, pretty average for my it's size. Mid mid-sized sedan. You know, it's it's it's. You know, soccer moms like it. <laughs> Dads are vaguely threatened by it. Kind of threatened by it, but can also respect it. You know, that's, a, that's an all right size piece. That's a, that's a decent size <laughs> sedan that he's got there. You might say mid-sized. Mid. <laughs> oh dear God. So um, anyway, so they're all hanging. He's out. He's got a the... nosebleed when we first meet him. Yeah, yeah he's got a nosebleed. Yeah. But they're all hanging out of the cove. Um, Trent is in the water, and suddenly he is accosted by a dead body floating up to him. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. And it is falling apart very quickly. My favorite part here is that everybody starts gathering around, and mid-sized sedan comes up and simply goes, "Oh damn." <laughs> Which, you know like, what? How long was I... he sitting there for? And the thing is, I I wished that he had made it further into the movie i'm not gonna we're gonna get to that when we get to that but i wish they made it further into the movie where he just turned into ron simmons <laughs> damn damn got it, it in wrestling reference secured yeah. but yeah they're just they're just <laughs> they're just standing around and people start and and i gotta say for him to you know 
say, oh, damn, and then saying, like, oh, she, this girl, she swam out in the water by herself, and I don't know what happened, and I'm not talking. That doesn't make you look super innocent. Mm-mm. No. It's, it's not the best way to, to, to say, like, I, you know. Um, yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, so they're all kind of, like, they're all kind of, like, sus, sus of, uh, of, of mid-sized sedan, as you would be. Yeah. But then we get our first kind of inkling of something might be a little up. Or possibly something's just terrible happening to Rufus Sewell's mom because she starts getting chest pains. Chest palpitations. But not before Jaron and Patricia arrive because they come in a little later. And Patricia has the most on-the-nose line, in the, one of the most on-the-nose lines in this movie, where when they're arguing with Midsize Sedan, she says, I don't like this dynamic at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? No one talks like this. <laughs> no one. No. But yeah, Agnes, Agnes, the old lady is, you know, she's saying she's going into shock or something, but she tells her son, Charles, like, you know, go help everyone else. You're the doctor here. Um, but clearly something is like a little off with Charles, too. Like he he keeps saying it's stress, but we, you know, we eventually find Pretty out. Pretty sure he's not the, the green goblin. It's the green goblin. No, he's suffering from dementia. No. Oh, man. It should have he's been the... Willem Dafoe. <laughs> that would have been perfect. <laughs> Like, nothing against Rufus Sewell, but imagine Defoe crushing this role. Oh, he's been so good. What was that movie that Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brent? <laughs> I, um, I don't know why my Willem Defoe sounds like Gilbert Godfrey. I don't know. Why. By the way, uh, The Missouri Breaks. Is the yeah, it was The Missouri Breaks. Yeah. I looked it up because I was curious. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, everyone's just kind of freaked out. Agnes has a has a sudden attack, and then Agnes fucking dies. Mm-hmm. And they gotta go for help, and then that's where they find out you can't walk out of the canyon. No, because walk Jaren, out of the cove. Jaren they runs. They are stuck. Jaren runs uh, through that uh, slut canyon, <laughs> 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 and all of a sudden he wakes up back in the at the cove, and he's like, "Oh shit! It looks like we're stuck on this beach." Are uh, you okay? Are you okay? Jenny. Ja- are you okay, Jaren? I wrote in my notes that there's a lot of robotic voices. I actually have a note yeah. robot fight. So yeah. I'm guessing that, yeah. <laughs> um. So, so yeah, so Agnes is gone. It's at this point, something else start, weird starts happening because Jaren is like, uh, they're distracting the kids because they don't want the kids to see all this trauma that's going on. He's like, hold on, let me guess your ages. Before we get to this, can I can I talk about something that made me really, really uncomfortable about the following scenes? This is where we're kind of not supposed to see what's going on with the kids. Mm-hmm. And they've got this weird kind of close-up going on uh, with the boy. But just off to the right of him is a fuzzed-out, almost close-up of his sister's crotch for a really long time oh god i didn't even notice unsettling that also bothered me because she's only supposed to be like 16 at this point Mm. yeah yeah oh yes i get i remember now i get the idea of the camera angle and that you don't they Shyamalan doesn't want us to see what they actually look like yet but yeah the way it's framed shock yeah, the, the which I mean we've all seen we know the premise. You've seen the trailer. <laughs> it's in the tra- trailer. Yeah. But like the way it's framed is a little unsettling. But um Jaren is trying to guess their ages because like this is how we uh, do the reveal and he's like, "Okay, so Trent is it? You're about 11 and Maddox, I'm going to say you're about 16." What? That's not their ages. They're older now. 
Mm. Oh my god. Also, during this time, I was like, this is starting to feel like an episode of Lost, and then realized that guy was in Lost. Jaron? Yeah, the nurse. Oh, there you go. The nurse. I want to say, too, that at this point, I think um, the actress who plays 16-year-old Maddox is actually really good. Mm-hmm. I do think she is, like, the best performer in the movie. Thomasin McKenzie, she is doing, like, the... she. I think it's very difficult what she's doing, because she's trying to be... To be 11. Six, yeah, she's trying to be, like, a child, but, like, 16. Like, she... Lo- well, I mean, the actress is, like, you know, in her early 20s, but um, she plays her from 16 to, like, up until the last version of her, which I think she, I think she pulls off. It, again, it's a situation where they're not bad actors they're doing their damnedest mm-hmm. but this is the dialogue is ludicrous <laughs> and not chris bridges no it's mm. not no no uh because that i i would i i man he should have been mid-sized sedan <laughs> all um, i said was chris bridges the whole time for all the dialogue <laughs> would have been a better movie uh and but <laughs> that being said the direction that's given results in some real star trek Esque acting, and I mean original series, James T. Kirk baby acting. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do think that the main family are the are the ones that come out mostly unscathed. Yes, I think I think the husband and wife, and I think the kids, especially when it's Thomas and Mackenzie, and then later when Trent is played by Alex Wolf. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, like those are the four best performances, despite all the other shit that's you know not helping them in the slightest yep and rufus sewell rufus sewell is pretty good too but again like rufus sewell it's like uh just act crazy and keep saying weird things and 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 try to cut the poor black guy well yeah okay we're 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 getting there we're we're getting ahead of ourselves but everyone is like everyone is uh is freaked out that the kids have aged and they're like you know what let's all break into groups of two and and see if we can go through this uh slot canyon and Cut a hilarious smash cut to everyone blacked out in groups of two. <laughs> Laying on the ground. Yeah. It's at this point um, where, yes, like you said, Nathan, Charles, a.k.a. Rufus Sewell, is starting to go a bit mad. And he uh, takes out his knife and starts, like, slashing mid-sized sedan across the face. And because this is the beach where you age quickly, instant scar tissue. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he, he, get, yeah, he cuts him and it just seals right up, right exactly. away. Exactly. Yeah, yep. which will come back into play hilariously later oh. on. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. And this is where we kind of figure out, like we already kind of talked about it, but that one in every group of these people, or at least one in every group of these people, is sick in some way. Like you said, uh, Charles, uh, we find out basically he's sk- dementia or like schizophrenia, maybe even like. I think it was schizophrenia. I think that's what they had said yeah. later when we yeah. get to that part. Um, and, and then of course we know uh, uh, Prisca has a tumor. Um, one of them is epileptic. Uh, Patricia is epileptic, a, but not a professional. No, she's not a professional epileptic. No, she's not getting and, paid the big bucks. And then uh, mid-sized the sedan. Dog? The dog just died. Uh, mid-sized sedan. I hate uh, that so much. <laughs> yeah. He has like, a, he's like hemophiliac or something. He's got like a clotting, a blood clotting yeah, issue. Yeah. That's why yeah. his yeah. nose was continuously bleeding. Uh, like you said, the Charles's wife has like a calcium deficiency. Um, yeah. 
So um, this is where I wrote down, I really am concerned that something will happen between midsize sedan and older Maddox because there seemed to have been something brewing there. And I was like, there's a whole host of questions about <laughs> aging that make me very uncomfortable about mm -hmm. this. <laughs> but thankfully, nothing happens there. Um, but they do they do go into uh, a kind of panic mode because th this tumor inside uh uh, Prisca. Every time I say her name, it's difficult because I'm like, who's how? nobody has named that ever. Yeah, what is that name? Um, but they soon realize that they need to get this tumor out, and unfortunately, as soon as they cut that incision, it heals right up. So they gotta fucking get your hands in there. <laughs> oh. I was waiting for them to like, cause they're holding it open like fucking goatsy. And I was waiting for the incision <laughs> to just heal over their hands and then their fingers would just get stuck in her body. Ah, why? <laughs> why did we do this? <laughs> but they managed to get it out. And by the time they get it out, it's the size of a goddamn basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, she didn't get an infection I know with their this dirty ass hands in her. <laughs> yeah. I know this is supposed to be a moment of like high tension and, and drama, but it's I like couldn't stop laughing. They pulled well, a kidney out of her. <laughs> I know. I mean, it made me think of that. There was an episode of The Simpsons where they, where Lisa was watching like the world Guinness records. It was like the world's Guinness for the smelliest tumor, and this guy just holds up this basketball-sized tumor and head away because it stinks so much. But not only that, like the, the tumor was huge, just like in this movie. Yep. <laughs> but they do manage to get it out, and she's fine now. Um, Somehow. Blonde lady from earlier is now decomposed into a skeleton. Yep. <laughs> um, somebody literally says the line, and guys, listeners, I'm not making this up. This is I, this is verbatim. Somebody says something is going on with time on this beach. No shit. <laughs> yeah, took um, them that long to figure it out. The kids are <laughs> sick. They must have picked something up. It's a bug. It's a virus that made them age five years. Oh, oh also, it, ga it, it gave mid-sized sedan crow healing powers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then my favorite thing is once they figure out that, you know, people are aging quickly, there's there's a black don't crack joke. Because mid-sized sedan looks I over at Patricia. Yeah, he looks at Patricia and says, this is the first time I bet they ever wish they were black. <laughs> right? And I didn't catch I that. I've seen this movie twice. It. I've seen this movie twice because I watched it when it came out, and I definitely didn't catch that the first I time. That. <laughs> but it's it's pretty great. So uh, after this, uh, more aging. Trent is now uh, portrayed by Alex Wolf, and uh, his sister's still Thomas and Mackenzie because she's pretty great. Um, also, then this little girl, Kara, is suddenly Alex Wolf's age, and I guess their puberty goes into double secret probation because of how quickly they've aged, and they just fuck. Mm -hmm. Just, they just fuck off screen, and she walk, and then they get up, they walk oh. up, and she is pregnant. Because and that and I have Super your, of course she's pregnant. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. One first because, time. Because, you know, they thought, hey, this island seems to be aging everyone super quick. I think the most responsible thing to do would be to have sex. Well, they uh, have sex. I don't think the kids were in on oh, that discussion. No. Also, no, Lindsay, no, don't say that they're six. But they are. They're Mentally, they're six. Yeah. But physically, but, the hormones are going crazy, right? But are they? But are they six? Because there's a part, there's a, there's a point in the movie, too, where Maddox says, at one point, she's like, I still feel 
like a child, but I see colors differently or yeah. something like that. And yeah. it's like, oh, is that Ooh. when she's eating pasta salad with her hands from no, a that's, bag? No, that's that's Tara. Oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah. That part was disturbing. By the way, getting older doesn't mean you fucking stuff pasta in your face like a fucking no, no. gross monster. Meaning that she was <laughs> mentally, she was still sex. But that's what I mean. Like sometimes, sometimes they say that that's it, and then sometimes they say, "Oh no, but your your like your mentality changes." Like that, like I said, that line later about how her mentality was different. I'm like, movie, you got to pick a lane. You either you know, age all the way or you don't. In all fairness, uh, Trent uh, was the one who was talking about being neighbors with mortgages. So <laughs> I I posit that that poor kid was mentally older beyond his years. Sure, him, but. Nobody else really acted like that. So in, in reality, he took advantage of her. He's the villain. Oh, there's, there's just a lot of there's just a <laughs> lot with that whole thing. There's a lot okay. to unpack. Okay. There's a lot to unpack. But um, Kara, we don't pregnant. get we don't get time to do that because we get the most hilarious, supposed to be scary scene uh, in the movie. Oh yeah, Kara gives birth. Yeah. Oh God, I was just like, they're gonna need so much therapy. And there, there is some. Uh, while this is going on, um, Trent is yelling like, you know, we're gonna get married and never get divorced and never argue. <laughs> I was He's laughing like so out. hard. Right? <laughs> Whatever would have happened to us is happening to us really fast. Okay. What you did is how babies are made. I know, but I thought you had to do that ten times or something. Did I get that wrong? It can happen after only once. We have a couple of minutes left if we're right. He's out the baby. Got it. Okay. Mom, Charles. Kara, I need to think about what you do. No, Mom, I need to help her. Mom, I'm scared. Wait, Mom, stay me. with me. Stay with me. Baby, you hold her. Excited? Kara, I'm going to marry her. We are never going to yell at each other and we are never getting divorced. Trent, listen to me. She's going to feel pain. Um, she's, she's starting oh. to give birth. Charles, meanwhile, is losing it in the background when he looks at Jaren and says, why are you looking at me like you're going to steal my wallet? Do you want me to punch you in the face? Right. And then my favorite thing he says is he, cause he keeps trying to find out the Jack Nicholson, Marlon Brando thing. He's like, what movie were they in together? What movie were they in together? And at one point he just stops and he's like, okay guys, we, we just need to focus now. Let's talk about movies. <laughs> Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson were in a movie. <laughs> but like, he gets back on topic. Let's talk about movies. Um, but they do manage to deliver the baby, and uh-oh, it dies right away. Uh-oh, Why does it die right away? No, it no. can't be fed at all times, and it's getting too old, I think. Well, they say he died for lack of attention. And I'm like, That's... no, asshole, it died of malnutrition, because babies yeah. need to eat constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she should have been feeding that thing for a good, like, Two hours. She should have been stuffing handfuls of yeah. pasta salad into its face. <laughs> fucking, just fucking hook up an IV and just crush that shit. Yeah, they had a doctor, a renowned doctor. Yeah. Who? Yeah. The cheese was slipping off the cracker. Let's. Or be he fair. thought he was a doctor. Uh, uh. Well, Lindsay, you're right though. It's a real uh-oh spaghettios moment, but, like you say. But uh, we had a nurse. I mean, he should have been able to be like, okay, well, let's take care of this. 
Yeah, Jaron is a nurse. I don't know how many um, births he's dealt with where time goes by 12 minutes every second, but probably not. <laughs> probably not a lot, because we find out. I think the math is like in a half an hour, a year goes by. Yeah, what they say was a math whiz all of a sudden at that. Because yeah. that they did that, and they were also cut, trying to come up with plans of escape because they had said the reason why they were probably blacking out when they tried to walk out of the canyon was that it was like coming up out of the ocean too fast. You get the bends, but instead of with air pressure it's with time and so your body can't take it and that's why everyone gets fuzzed out and stumbles back to the beach they had this idea that they were just going to go super duper slow and walk out really really slow and i don't know why they didn't implement this plan because that's essentially what ends up happening not spoiling it but that's kind of essentially what ends up happening to our survivors well um I think part of the reason that this plan doesn't go through is because there's a little distraction in the form of <laughs> Charles Charles stabbing mid-size sedan multiple times in the chest and murdering mm-hmm. After he became Gollum. <laughs> he just loses it at this point. We also do see the guy on the cliff, which we don't see up close right away, but the kids start to notice that there's like there's somebody up on the cliff because there's like reflections and, and uh, lights shining back at them in the sun. Yeah, it's yeah. the director making the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! There's the twist. They don't know they're in a movie. Oh, that would be great if they were all being bow fingered. <laughs> oh wow, I just realized being bow fingered sounds like something else. That, that definitely, yes, <laughs> something that you would see in Slut Canyon. Yeah, they're, they're all being punked. <laughs> oh. By the way, at this point, Crystal, we haven't talked a lot about her, but she runs off in the middle of that birth because she's like, this is this is too much drama. And she goes <laughs> off and hides in the caves for a while. And then she has like a soliloquy about this guy, Giuseppe, that she loved. Which goes nowhere. I and call it, it like, Giuseppe. <laughs> Giuseppe. Yep. That Giz- is the name of the character in the porn parody Slot Canyon. Wait, they wait. Hold on a second. You're saying that in the porn parody, they would bother renaming this character that she talks about once? If you're going to do it, you do it right. You don't half ass stuff, Brendan. <laughs> oh, I, I, please tell me the porn doesn't start until the kids are much older. I, I would you're say correct. that's safe. That's safe, safe to yeah. assume, yeah. 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 Well, at this point, they come up with another plan. Jaren they filmed said, it in Serbia. I mean, <laughs> no. their films, I've been told, are pretty terrible. Mm, they're uh, something Reprehensible, else. even. Don't uh, forget about the prom night dumpster baby scene. What? Well, because the, they, the baby dies. Oh, the baby dies, yeah. Prom night it, dumpster baby. <laughs> prom night dumpster baby. Well, we're not there yet because Jaren first says he's an excellent swimmer, just like Rain Man's oh, an excellent driver. yes. And he's like, I'm going to go off in the water, find help, can, get medication for my wife. I, can we put like a, I don't know, a, a bookmark or a pinpoint? Because I have some shit to say about this a little bit later. Well, it's coming up pretty quick. Because after okay. this, um, we we find out that the way these people were all discovered was via pharmacy sweepstakes. <laughs> contest Super legit. Big Super pharma. legit. And that's how they know all their medical histories. I can't tell you how many times I've been told that I have won a, a thousand shoppers drug mart optimum points by a robot voice on the phone. Yeah, I now I know first. I'm glad that I just refused those because I would have ended up on a beach aging at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. Probably. 
that they do um they send people to the beach from old and also tell black people that the election's not happening <laughs> <laughs> it's all paid for by the gop oh uh, you guys know i'm not wrong where are we at? Yeah, pharmacy sweepstakes. So um, it's at this point Priska and Maddox have a bit of a heart-to-heart, too, because Priska is talking about how, yeah, you know what? There was someone else she was into, and she was on the verge of leaving Guy. And uh, another and weird why? dialogue – well, weird dialogue well, exchange I, here because because Maddox says, I just need some time to think about it. And she's like, we don't have time, baby. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord, movie. Right? We don't have time. What were you gonna say, Nathan? Well, I was gonna say that the 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 story with with Giuseppe is we we reveal that um uh you know uh, what what's her name the the chimney Crystal? yeah Crystal who could serve as a chimney sweep brush mm-hmm. uh <laughs> says that she left the guy because she loved him deeply in love with him but he looked kind of plain and had nothing to offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To it at that point I was like boy can't wait till you turn into a beach skeleton. Because you deserve that. Um, and uh, this is where everybody kind of starts to lose their shit because uh, the nurse went for a swim. And isn't this where, where uh, Kara decides, you know what, I'm just going to climb. Yeah, after mm-hmm. she after she drops her baby, which is now made com- I, I, I completely know dust. I know it's dust, but like I wrote down, I was like, did she just pick up a blanket of sand? And just <laughs> yeah. <put it> <laughs> Yeah, the baby is dust. And then, yeah, she's like, oh, I've got a great idea. I'm just going to start climbing these rocks till I get to the top, and that'll surely be the way off this coast. Hell yeah. But no, guys, she gets to the top, and she falls, and Kara is dead. And nobody catches her. <laughs> no, nobody tries. I know. There was, There was, like, there's still, like, I mean, four or five adult-sized people at this they point. They could have caught her. They could have caught her. They could have they, easily caught her. Plus, she yeah. landed in the sand. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like if you fell back, you'd fall back in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be maybe fine. They I mean, the, the worst you're gonna get is like at the 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 older ones, the parents would have gotten maybe like a, a broken hip, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not quite at that age yet. No. At this yet. point. Um, Although they're getting there because the old eyesight is starting to go on yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, almost. Yeah. Because at this point, um, Jaren's body floats on floats up washes ashore. And he's dead. He didn't make it. And then, yes, I know, Nathan, you want to talk about this because Patricia finds some floaties and she's going to go swim. She's going to go for the swim. And she says that and she's going to she's going to do it. And she starts tying the, the, the pool noodles together to serve as a life preserver as she's swimming. Now, I know the nurse uh, was the name again. Jaron. Jaron. <laughs> yeah, not Jared. Not a normal name. Jaron. Jaron. He Jaron. He, he's a strong swimmer, but even as a strong swimmer, he they laid out earlier that he's going to have to swim against the tide, against the current, out black around out. the reef, possibly black out. So why wouldn't they have taken those pool noodles and, and given it to him to use as a float device? Yeah, he's a strong swimmer, but you never know. And he should he would have still been alive at that point if that had been the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think he would have survived, but yeah, I know what you're saying. He had a better, he would have had a better shot. Is what I'm sure. getting at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she before she can even try that, she starts convulsing and and going into epileptic shock, and she dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, yes, like you said, guys starting to lose his sight. It's starting to fade away, and Priska is losing her hearing. I smell a sitcom. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the 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 
Rufus Sewell's wife developing a hunch. Quasimodo, oh, you, the hunchback. Yeah. You mean she's literally turning into like a witch? Yeah. <laughs> but when it calls back to what she had said earlier to Sarah at the at the resort because she had told her to sit up straight, otherwise she'd develop a hunch, and that's unattractive. And yeah, night for Shadowland. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Guy, it's, we get some heart to heart between Guy and, uh, um, Prisca, cause she Prisca. Finally, he reveals that he knows she was cheating on him. Yep. And he's like, oh, with that guy, oh, come on with that he's guy. He's a schmuck. You deserve that better than that. Schmuck. <laughs> it's probably M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night. He, was the, he was the dude in the happening on the phone, wasn't he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think he was. Yeah. More like M. Night Schmuckalan. <laughs> Schmuckaluck. Sick burn. Schmuckaluck. <laughs> um, but yeah, Guy, Guy admits he, see the, he saw them, and uh, she says, you know, be angry at me, and maybe let's just chill, because this is our tomb. We're clearly uh, going to die here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw your text messages one day. He says romantic things. I'm sorry. I don't know who I would have been okay with, but with that guy. He's, he's a joke. He's a pretend person. You deserve someone so much better than that. But I should have said something when I saw it. I hide from everything. I'm a fucking coward. This was no one's responsibility but me. Your anger should be aimed at me, just me. Uh, Trent and Maddox are, ba- are looking through like um, th- things in the sand that were probably left over by previous people that were on the cove, and they're like, hey, we can make a metal tube. Maybe that'll stop the aging. And Where are you going to find metal? They find right? the book. Yeah, they find a book with a bunch of addresses and uh, people's names and stuff. And they're like, oh, this must be people that were here before that died. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles, meanwhile, shows back up. He's not dead yet. And he's got his knife and he's rambling and he starts attacking Guy and Prisca. Well, actually, she throws herself in front of her husband. Because, yeah, because Guy doesn't know where he is and she uses yep. her back as like a beacon. <laughs> <laughs> So we can see where Charles is. Um, and, and then eventually, I, this is I I have this note. I think this is the very, the first and possibly only death by tetanus in a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. Well, for, yes, because they, um, Prisca stabs him with a rusty knife. I, I believe think. so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then she's like, you know, you're it's a rusty knife. You're gonna you're gonna get infection or whatever. It's and poison it happens when it gets in the blood. Yeah, and it happens really quick. I'm just going to say, I know a, a, a second is like 12 minutes. I still feel like this is very quick. My actually interesting tip. Uh, my brother, uh, yes, exactly. He got he got blood poisoning. I know it's not the same as tetanus, but he got blood poisoning uh, in his hand uh, once uh, when he was in like in his late teens or early 20s. And it progressed up to the middle of his arm in like a day and a half. Yeah. Okay. So a day and a half. That fast. But yeah. like, like this goes through his entire body. And like, what's what's definitely less than a day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's only like supposed a, to go. From the yeah. Like the, to the heart. 
<laughs> the equivalent of like an hour. He gets like completely covered in like, you know, brown vein shit. Um, Rust and he dies. Blood. Rust blood. Name of my next album, actually. I was going to say my favorite Marvel character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Charles, Charles gets killed. Um, and then back in the cave again, like I said, uh, Crystal is apparently a witch now, and she starts like her her bones start breaking and healing in weird places. Oh my god! I just say uh, I, it's kind of a cool effect. It is. Yeah. And it, it, it remember calcium deficiency. So mm. yeah. Yeah. But like she literally becomes like a, a horrifying villain at this point. Like a little like, like an old cave witch or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like she wasn't like particularly nasty before. Like it's not like Charles went crazy or something. Like I don't know. I thought it was a big leap. Um, <laughs> but anyway, big old leap. I'm just gonna say, guys, this movie takes some leaps, mm-hmm. some logic gaps. I- I'm sorry. I'll say it here. I'll say it proudly. Uh, the kids figure out that the lights that they've been seeing up on the cliffs are actually a camera because the light is like. I was like green or red or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the director's camera. And unfortunately, we've only got the two kids left now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, yeah, the, and and they die like pretty close to each other. Like he just kind of keels over, and then she walks like three steps and keels over. Mm-hmm. The kids are left. We cut to morning, and they let's are build like, a sandcastle because we've got all the time in the world. You stupid thing. Well, they're like 50 at this point. I think they're yeah, like they're supposed like to be 50. like around 50. But it's funny because Trent looks older than she does. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. when they're older. Sometimes he's, men he, age faster. He, he's led a hard life. Yeah. I mean, he, he lost a kid and a wife. I mean, yeah. come on, Brandon, give the sympathy for this guy. Um, she got a, a dead body brushed up against her in the water. No, he just not brushed the same her. Thing. <laughs> She's, you know, you know what? Dead bodies brush up against people all the time. She'll be all right. She's tough. She's had yeah. 40 years to get over it. <laughs> AKA like five hours. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. 10 hours, I guess. Um, I don't know math. Uh, so yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. He's like, you said they're, they're like, let's build a sand castle. Fuck it. Like, what are we going to do? It's kind of a, like a sweet moment. Like, you know, let's just enjoy our last few hours on earth. They figure they have 13 hours left to live. Which is 26 years, and I'm like, man, give yourself some credit. You might last longer than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think um, they're just going by the average, the average life expectancy of a human. Yeah. Um, Trent but then that, remembers exactly. Oh, wait, yeah. Remember when, remember when I was a kid uh, yesterday afternoon, <laughs> and <laughs> my friend Idlib, who I definitely can't be friends with anymore. No, we wait till we that's creepy. <laughs> that would be great if the rest of the movie was just him continuing to be friends with Idlib. <laughs> Let's go watch Pokemon. Just like Jack. <laughs> oh no. Uh, that movie also not great. <laughs> um, schmaltzy to the schmaltziest. And Bill Cosby's in it. Yay! What are you saying? That doesn't make it a bad movie. I'm just a bad person. <gasps> I get a goat in the treehouse with the childrens. That's okay, cause none of them are females. Oh God. Hey, I'm not a bad person. I didn't touch anybody underage. Bah. <laughs> Gotta talk about jello pudding. Pudding pop. <laughs> um, so anyway, the, yeah, he's thinking about, uh, he's like, remember we used to send decoder messages with Idlib? And she's like, why don't you go decode that last message remember. you got from around? Why didn't you think of that fucking 10 hours ago? 
right? I would have been considerably better off. Because it says, my uncle doesn't like the coral. And he says, maybe in the coral we're safe and we can escape. That's our metal tube. The dead white coral. So they go there. They go. They start going through the the coral, and I gotta say, I never get this trope in movies where someone gets their shirt caught on something, and they just spend like a fucking minute just yanking on it, like trying. I'm like, take the shirt off, because also m- most shirts, poly cotton blend, just rip, rip it, just rip it, rip it, take the shirt if off. If it's or... already caught on something, there's a hole there. Just rip it. Yeah. Or just look at it quickly, and it's probably just a. Yank, and then it comes off the, the well, it coral. It was a magical bikini. It kept changing every like ten minutes. <laughs> she did. She did end up wearing one of her mother's bathing I suits. I know, but it feels yeah. like she had at least three or four bikinis on throughout the whole movie. Well, when they were first went there, she was, you know, she was in the 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 regular kid one, and then when they did that disturbing fuzzy crotch shot, uh, that wasn't the same bikini. No, but I'm pretty sure at the end there was a different bikini. Like, how many extra bikinis did the mom bring? What if she stole one from Crystal? That's true. That's true. Yeah. She or took or one Agnes. She's using your smarts. She took one off of Crystal's fucking decalcified witch body. <laughs> um, so they go through the coral, and then we don't re- we don't really see what happens. We just cut uh, after mm-hmm. they get after she gets stuck on the coral, and we cut up to the top of the the you know, top of the cliff and oh, M. Night Shyamalan is standing there staring through a big camera lens. <laughs> he tells someone, he's like, no, they're definitely gone. Gone and drowned. Mm-hmm. And then, guys, we get the twist. Why Lindsay, don't they just shoot them? Lindsay? Yes. What's the twist? Uh, It was Big Pharma all along. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they were using these people as uh, medical research, um, using this cove to age them quickly so they could test the, the medications um, quicker over time so they didn't have to wait for test subjects. Wait, and wait, they've been just, doing just, this for years. Just wait a second. Wait a second. So. You're I mean, telling they, me if, you, if, built, you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? If they were... Watching how these people behaved, watching the, their their basest instincts, examining their ids, if you will, like idlib, on the cove. This whole thing was a cove id experiment. Oh! I actually thought watching it for a second, I was like, mind blown. For a second, I was like, does Shyamalan think the government created COVID? I really thought watching this, I was like, does he think that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he mentioned in interviews that they filmed in the midst of the pandemic. And he said the feelings they were about being isolated and stuff felt very real to the to the real world. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but yeah, there's a big lab and they're talking about like, they're, they're very, uh, casually being like, you know, in, in, in a future, um, uh, a future examination, maybe we could separate the physically sick and the mentally ill, uh, yeah. patients and, and, and because the boss our is schizophrenic like, schizophrenic killed our hemophiliac. Yeah. And then the boss is hilariously like, well, I'll run it up with corporate, but I can't guarantee anything. Like, just not kind of like nonsense. <laughs> Oh my God! Um, thanks to Patricia, uh, Patricia, they found a drug to cure seizures, but only for like 16 years. So that's not really a cure. It's not a cure, but it's oh, definitely a preventative cured. treatment. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one cocktail for 16, <laughs> 16 years, years? It's not bad. 
I guess so. I guarantee if you offer that to any legitimate epileptic, that they'd be like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> I'll take yeah, five. It's 30 grand a pill cocktail. What yeah, but I don't fuck? have to take it again for 16 years. It's true. Lindsay, what are you, the fucking guy that, like, upped the cost of the AIDS medications? Oh my god, that guy was a piece of shit. Yeah, he's like the worst human being ever. And oh. he bought that Wu-Tang Clan and nobody can listen to it. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of respect that. That's kind of funny. That was kind of funny. That's petty. Yeah, that's petty. But the AIDS thing is like, okay, come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> People are dying, you fucking piece of Anyway. A, I don't know, some website ranked him the most punchable face that year. He yeah, and, and punchable more face. punchable than a guy who literally, whose biography, autobiography is literally called A Very Punchable Face. <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of inner office jargon, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly, oh, Trent and Maddox made it as if we didn't know because we also have a very unnecessary flashback later to show us how they made it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we know they were stuck in the coral and then they got unstuck and then they got up and, you know, yeah, got it, doesn't, out. It, it doesn't take a rocket size to put it together. It was just, it was so stupid. Anyway, they show up and uh, Trent is, recognizes the guy who was a cop from earlier. And he gives him this notebook and the cop is instantly like, yup, a, a cove that ages people quickly checks out. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did, he, did check, he did check the people who were listed in the book. Yeah. As did. they were all missing people. Uh, and yeah, and there, the stuff in the book was basically saying that we're going to die here. Uh, they trapped us here. These are the people who are with us, and they're they're going to die too. But I wonder if he believes everything, because at the very end, Trent and Maddox say they're going to go see their their aunt. And, oh, this um, is the weirdest thing. Why would they take like a, a helicopter swoop around so they mm-hmm. could see the code stuck in there again. one last time? <laughs> but, I, but my question is because he said they're going to see their aunt and then, you know, he says like, is it going to be weird? And he's like, well, how would you feel if your nephew was suddenly 44 years older? They're taking them to a mental ward, right? Because there's no way that cop believes that part of the story. Yeah, like they call the aunt and the aunt's like, this is a prank call, right? <laughs> You are not my child. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming some sort of fingerprinting or DNA test would be done to prove the story. But, but there never... there would definitely be a processing time. I think oh, even yeah. I think even with the DNA, I think they would still be like, somehow you've defied this test. Fingerprinting. Somehow <laughs> I don't know what you did, but you can't age forty four years in a day. <laughs> when I was when I was a kid, my uh, when I was like five, I don't know if it was the Center for Missing and Exploited Children or if it was our local police department. They were doing a thing where they were they were fingerprinting kids. Yeah. So they could have them in the system. If you ever got lost or anything like that, they had your fingerprints in the system. And so this is the that's the only way that sort of thing. I don't know if it even still happens today, but. If that's the sort of thing that happened, that would explain away why these kids are in their 50s now. All right. Well, I mean, I st- I don't know, man. I still feel like and I feel like the cop has barely a reaction to the whole thing, too. Right. It's <laughs> right. Really like- Everything like he is just nonplussed <laughs> by all of this. Oh, so you were on an island and you aged 44 years in a day and you found all these missing people's names in a book that was buried in the sand. And this company is using it to test pharmaceuticals. Eh, checks out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Easy Philadelphia. <laughs> Back to Philadelphia. <laughs> that's why. That's funny. This movie doesn't take place in Philadelphia. I thought that was weird. That was weird. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, people are getting arrested. Uh, that lady looks so distraught. 
Because was she not in on it? Oh, she was. She was she in had on a it. Huge 100%. pulsating vein in her forehead. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the that's called the guilt vein. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, everyone... it's also the shut up, stop talking to me, go clean your room vein. I'm as a parent, I can speak from experience. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it ends. And they get, you know, cut off on the helicopter and everyone's old at the end. Crumple it up. And throw it. Gone away. So that having been said, Lindsay, I defer to you first as our guest. Um, we must determine what this movie was. Was this movie worth a watch? A drunk watch with friends. Would you attempt head trauma to forget it, or would you avoid it like the plague? I would attempt head trauma to forget it. Okay. Okay, not all the way at the end, but uh, no, close. No, because it's intriguing that it's a graphic novel. <laughs> okay. That was the all only right. thing that intrigued me. All right. Uh, Nathan, what say you? I say the same. I'm going to uh, you know, attempt try head trauma to forget about it. Uh, there are some entertaining points but it i think a lot of the entertainment i derived from it was unintentional uh that being said there wasn't enough of them for me to warrant a drunk watch with friends so okay um well i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna take that plunge and i'm gonna say this was a drunk watch for me (laughs) i i had a lot of laughs um and i think there is some real attempt and i know this is based on a graphic novel but i think Shyamalan, as goofy as this movie is is trying to do something unique and he's 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 at least you can't you can't ever say that he's not trying no matter how it turns out he's always he never phones it in he never phones it in you know it's him every single time maybe you could argue last airbender he phones it in a little bit but most of everything else yeah he it's it's i mean all his movies are very self-indulgent even the good ones (laughs) <laughs> but um, yeah. he uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I would I would get uh, liquored up and watch this again. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we are going to take a brief break now, and we will be right back. Or will we? Maybe we'll age. What were they thinking? And we're back. What's that? Oh no! Put him back in the beach. Put him back in the beach. <laughs> we can't have this old man on our haiku, Nathan. And that's the rest of the story. Oh God! Old men do fit on NPR if they talk stilted and inquisitively. All right, fine, fine. We'll go with this. It is now time for the low haiku. Um, old man Nathan, please tell the folks at home what the old, not what the old haiku is, because I don't know what that is. What the, what is the old haiku? The old haiku. Uh, the year was 1953, and Dwight D. Eisenhower. All right, all right. Get him back in the island. Get him back in the island. We need to go back. The reverse island. The reverse island. The, the low haiku oh, thank God. is 17 perfect syllables to describe the movie we've just been talking about for what seems like an eternity. Ooh, it was only a little while, but it, could, but it felt like four years. 
<laughs> yes, that's right. Um, so, Lindsay, as our guest, would you like to start us off by reading your <gasps> haiku? Certainly. All right. The beach, growing old, before the other spouse dies, by the sandcastle. Very good, very good. Very good. Now, uh, Nathan, would you uh, like to read your your haiku? Yes, yes, I would. <clears throat> there for a visit. Sixth sense that it's worse than signs. It's a crappening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, I will uh, send us home here. <clears throat> It's to do with time. Tick-tock, Mr. Shyamalan. I'm old. Oh, my God. I, I like the uh, the Troll 2 reference at the end. Very good. Very good. What now? Troll 2. <laughs> I was called, what we call in the business, uh, uh, a, a tease. Mm-hmm. A joke em up uh, So I guess that uh, just about does I got old in the middle of that noise. That's the you did. Was the bit? <laughs> Need like a some primatine mist or something to clear that up. Yeah, give me give me my walker. <laughs> it's that you Well, guys, we talked about this movie, but uh, Nathan, what do we always say? Well, we always say. That's right. That's what we do. We say, don't take our word for it. What the hell is wrong with you? Mm, I've turned into Nathan from episode <laughs> one. <laughs> Very good. It's fantastic. <laughs> We're going into Rotten Tomatoes here, Nathan. Uh, what are the, um, how many of the, the critics like this? Surely they're still, uh, I don't know what to say. What do they think? It's a dead split, man. 50% is the critics rating on this thing. 50, right in the middle. Out of 321. Um, wow. Okay. And and the audience, uh, I, th- I feel like uh, they hate it. No, they're right along there. They're at 53. They're yeah. about the same. So. 53%. Wow. This is very much the definition. It's almost perfectly the definition of mixed reviews. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's so close. Um. But uh, let's get into it here. Let's let's look at some of these critics' reviews. Um, I think this is kind of an interesting take. Mark Kermode says, It is interesting, but definitely walks a tightrope. And I imagine some viewers having enough. It would have worked better as a short. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's a good point. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Luis Martinez from El Mundo writes... As brilliant as it is perfectly idiotic. Four out of five. Wow. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have Andrew Graham from the Detroit News, and he wrote, "There's a reason it's not called new." C plus. Oh, zing. <laughs> oh, that's lazy, is what that I is. I know. <laughs> um. Okay. 
Randy Myers of the San Jose Mercury News says, at least one snippet of dialogue works. And the dialogue is, are you sure we have time for this? That would be a hard no, considering how many worthwhile horror films are currently available for streaming. One and a half out of four. <laughs> uh, Lee Patch, P-A-A-T-S-C-H, okay. wrote uh, from the Herald Sun in Australia, writes, Old is frustrating. Old is foolish. Old is fun. And old just has to be so bad it's good movie of the year. Three out of five. Okay. I can do it. I can live with that. Uh, Stephanie Z- Zacherik. I don't want to ruin her name, but I did. Uh, from Time Too Magazine. Uh, she wrote, the possibilities are rich, but old is just dumb. Damn, Stephanie. That's Time Magazine? All right. You don't need to be able to write well anymore, do you? <laughs> All right. My last uh, critics review here is... Um, from Bob Grimm of Tucson Weekly. And Bob says, M. Night Shyamalan delivers a movie full of cool ideas that don't age well. Bob Grimm, father of three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his fairy tales end with like a lame joke about not being home in time for dinner or something. Yeah. Uh, Well, my last one comes from Matthew Toomey of ABC Radio Brisbane. Mm. Or Brisbane, uh, and he writes, "If you want to make me wait 90 minutes for a worthy finale, at least give me an interesting characters to care about in the lead up." C plus. Crikey. Yeah. yeah. My apologies to all of our Australian listeners and New Zealand listeners because I'm I'm either doing one accent or I'm doing the other, as I've been told. Yeah. Could have been could have been Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bra. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was not <laughs> that's, that's a white Hawaiian. Uh, <laughs> actually, accurate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I decided to pick a positive review this time oh. uh, from Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian. And he put, This is just very enjoyable. And I was on the edge of my seat, not knowing whether to flinch or laugh, though I did both. Five out of five. <laughs> wow, Peter Bradshaw. <laughs> Also, I'm not going to read the review, but somebody did point out the hilarious uh, hilarity of uh, the name Midsize Sedan for a character. <laughs> I just want to say that real quick. Okay. But now we go into the reviews that um, I don't want to say matter. We're going into the reviews from the audience. The They're the most entertaining. Most entertaining because they make the least sense. So um, I'm assuming this, uh, this is from Mickey M. So I can only assume it's from Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says... Oh, very well executed. Excellent themes. Prioritizes what matters. The people around you. The needs of the many do not outweigh the needs of the few. <laughs> Five stars. Thanks, Mickey. Oh. Well, my, <laughs> my first review comes from Karen. Just Karen. And she's verified. Well, no, of course she is. <laughs> to which Karen she talked wrote, with, like, Joseph Tomatoes and was like, um, verify me. <laughs> to which she wrote, such a stupid movie. It had a good idea, but it was executed terribly. I want to speak to its manager. <laughs> Wait, was that really her review? Uh, I added that last bit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that would have been great. Okay. Um, well, I have one from Stephen H. And he wrote, I overslept and didn't get the opportunity to watch this movie. That's why I give it gets such a low rating. 
if it was remotely interesting, maybe I would have remembered to wake up and go to the theater. Instead, my cousin watched it alone. He said it sucked. <laughs> Half a star. Half a star. <laughs> oh, see, this is why I don't go by the percentages from the audience because some of them don't even watch the goddamn movie. <laughs> and admit it. Admit it in the review. Anyway. This uh this person didn't leave a name, but they gave it four stars. They said, uh, good movie, but creeps me out. I don't think I want to visit a beach anytime soon, LOL. <laughs> How many out of stars? Four. Oh, okay. Interestingly, uh, Karen gave it one of the stars just oh, from earlier. Did, just yeah. so you know. Uh, my next one comes from Marcus B. I can only assume it's Marcus Bagwell. Um you go with a different Marcus B. Wrestling reference. It. Got it in. Uh, and uh, he wrote, <laughs> it was a good how two of the characters have lived. To see where it all started from, that part also excited me. Three and a half out of stars. What? Cry for help. It's a comment from s- capital C-L-E space capital L. Cleal. Yeah. Uh and they wrote, condolences to people who worked on the sound and visuals. Those are the only aspects that weren't garbage. Half a star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Chelsea N. says, great psychological thriller with a good mix of horror and gore. Not much gore, but okay. No, uh, really? No. No. <laughs> Unique and well-written. It's definitely worth watching, and you will love it if you are a scary movie guru and like something quality that takes you off the beaten path. Five stars. Well, uh, my next one comes from LaKendra, um, and she just simply writes, Loved it! Couldn't look away! Five out of stars. <laughs> the girlfriend from Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, this comes from LLS. Cool J. Oh. Yeah. Uh, one Ladies st- love Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. One's strengths are often one's weaknesses, and the same instincts that led, that sometimes led M. Night Shyamalan astray are the very same instincts that led him to create brilliant, thought-provoking movies like this existential tour de force. Five stars. <laughs> what? <laughs> tour de force. Existential tour de force. <laughs> well, guys, um, this th- brace yourselves for this one, okay? <laughs> this, okay. Is, this is something else. Okay. Mrs. G is the reviewer here. Um, okay, and it goes as such: scientists in labs, monkeys equal AIDS, SARS. MRSA, bats, GMO, seedless fruit men playing God. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Genesis 129. God said, see, I give you every seed-bearing plant that is upon all the earth and every tree that has seed-bearing fruit. We have a plethora of terrorists here, not just Muslim Afghanis brought over by Joey. Trump may have hurt your feelings. Biden's hurting your wallet. M. Night gives us something, something to think about every time. You people act as if you forgot I see dead people. That was worth 50 years of credit. Trilogy! Unbreakable, split, and glass. Are you kidding? First you're scared to death, then buff little stunning to look at James McAvoy. Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis, is a given. 
McAvoy, wow, great performance, little hotness. Shyamalan does it like nobody, even the duds, but 75% plus good films. Happy to announce in my very fitting Jericho t-shirt that Servant is greenlit for its fourth and final season. I set the goal to tell one story in 40 episodes knowing there was no guarantee we would achieve it. It was a huge risk. Thanks, Apple TV Plus and Servant cast, crew, and fans. Five out of stars. In case you ever wondered what an aneurysm set to text sounded like. <laughs> I think that was M. Night at the very end. Whew. It sounded like they just copied his tweet about the show's servant. <laughs> oh, that was... Oh, oh my God. All right, well, uh, my next one it comes from Linda R. I can only assume it's Linda Ronstadt. Um, characters were... What's that? I was going to say joined by Phoebe Snow. Oh, I was in Aaron Neville. Oh, that, yeah. that's how I know it. Linda Ronstadt. Mm-hmm. Uh and actually, I know it was written by Linda Ronstadt, but I'm going to read it as Aaron Neville. Uh, okay. Characters were interesting, so you worried about them. Five and a half out of stars. <laughs> Cocoa butter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lindsay, give us that final wackadoo. All right. Person. That reviewed old. All right, so this is from Sydney A, and they wrote Sydney, Sydney Australia. Yeah, the whole city. <laughs> Was it Sydney Apple? It's actually spelled Sydney like Sydney Prescott. Oh, yeah. It's her pseudonym. She's hiding from Ghostface. Mm-hmm. Screen five out this month, guys. <laughs> okay, they wrote uh, the worst movie I've seen in a decade. I can't believe this is from M Night who directed one of the greatest movies of all time, The Sixth Sense. And my other favorites, The Last Airbender, <laughs> Unbreakable, and Split. Did COVID okay. make him crazy? Because honestly, this movie was written and directed by a mental patient. Nothing makes sense. The actors were the worst. It's as if M. Night just decided to go to Walmart one night and just pick these guys up. I've written two books, so you know I was cringing. Ah, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I... I w- <laughs> I love that Last Airbender is one of her favorites. It's a him. Oh, sorry. I think. One, one of by their the picture. favorites. One their, of their favorites it's too. one of their favorites. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, I, I just want to mention, actually, uh, funny that you mentioned the thing about M. Night being crazy from COVID. There was a uh, funny letterbox review that made me laugh when I when I was looking up old on there. And someone just said, <laughs> when the edible kicks in the, in the wrong way. <laughs> Been there. Like, that's what the movie feels like. It's just a bad trip, but everything doesn't feel natural. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, those are the reviews. But we, we move on from, from old and maybe talk about some good stuff because it's time to recommend... Uh, Maybe a movie or TV show we watched recently. That's or right. Or some sort of media that we're taking in. Yeah. It's time for what you watching, bud. So, uh, Lindsay, I just have to ask you, uh, what you watching, bud? I'm watching currently a book of Boba old. Fett. Old. Film by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, old. Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett and The Witcher, season two. 
Well, it's funny you should mention the Book of Boba Fett because uh, I know I mentioned this on the social medias, but uh, a friend of the show, Galen Howard, is uh, in episode two of the Book of Boba Fett. So uh, check that out. Yeah. Congratulations, Galen. Uh, he had to keep that quiet for over a year. So double congratulations. Fucking good on, on him because he's been on here how many times and didn't say a goddamn word about it. And we had a whole episode where we just wouldn't shut up about Boba Fett. <laughs> 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 we should have oh man imagine if we'd had him on for like a, like uh attack of the clones or something and we're just going on and on about <laughs> boba fett <laughs> just see steam He's coming like, out of his ears oh, i can't even talk about it <laughs> galen howard a respecter of ndas mm-hmm. so uh boba fett and the witcher you said yeah witcher season two all right nathan uh what say you uh what you uh watching bud well, I, uh, I I finally did get around to seeing the uh, second Venom movie, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, had a great time watching it. And this is weird. This is a weird critique for me. The only thing that I didn't care for is that I found it didn't – it wasn't long enough. I'm the kind of guy who would like, why do movies have to be two and a half hours long? You know, if I could get a nice – well, I, I don't know, trimmed, told story within about, you know, 90 minutes to 100 minutes. I'm super happy. But this movie, I felt like there should have been at least another half an hour. I would have loved another half an hour of that movie. Other than that, it was so fun. Yeah. And you got that great uh, post credit scene, too. That was yeah. Uh, ultimately doesn't lead to much, but th- I think that's the funniest part of about, I don't about know. it. It, it kind of does a little bit. Not going to spoil, but it yeah. kind of does. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it, it's not even like a movie. It's not even like a length thing for movies. I think it's more like um, it's more just like pacing in the story. Like if, the, if yeah. you, you can watch a movie, you know, you feel it when it's, when the, the, the time does not sustain sweet. the story. Yeah, exactly. Like if you watch a, a movie... fucking epic, it's it yeah make it two and a half three hours like I, I couldn't i couldn't watch a 90 minute version of once upon a time in the west no okay but i'm perfectly fine with watching you know a 90 minute version of young guns you know <laughs> what i mean that's the only version yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying like I, I, yeah. i'm just saying like yeah you know if they had if they had padded out young guns to make it two hours two yeah. and a half hours mm-hmm. it would have been too much you know, if if it's a grand sweeping epic done properly, that Dances time just wolves. flies right by. <laughs> or like a good, another good example, honestly, is The Irishman, because a lot of people say, oh, it's so long. And I'm like, that movie kind of needs to be long. It's a huge epic of like spanning decades. Like it's not going to yeah. be 85 minutes, guys. <laughs> like, And you know what? Here's the thing. If you're watching that uh, a movie like that and it's, it's a Netflix original and you're on Netflix, dude, just take a break. Yeah. It really doesn't. It really doesn't hurt the movie to take a break. No, nope. that's what I did with that new Justice League thing. I took three breaks. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you well, watching, bud? Well, not Zack Snyder's Justice League. I watched that a while ago, and it was better than I thought it would be. But um, I uh, recently watched. Uh, speaking of longer movies, that totally I'm I'm okay with in terms of the in terms of it being a uh, being a long movie. But I watched Ridley Scott's The Last Duel that came out uh, this this past year. 
um, will not be on an episode in January. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, got uh, a lot of critical praise, but it didn't get a whole lot of traction at the box no. office. That's happened to a lot of movies lately, though. Like, even the remake of West Side Story was getting huge notice and did not do well at the box office. But um, it's really great. Uh, directed by Ridley Scott, has uh, Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck in a small but scene-stealing role. Um, and Jodie Comer, who's like a newcomer, and she's fantastic. Uh, Adam Driver is in it. So basically, it's about this... It's basically what you would expect. It starts out how you would expect a Ridley Scott movie uh, set in like medieval times to go. And then you soon find out it's about something else. It actually kind of reminded me of like a Rashomon type uh, type story, um, including with the same subject matter as Rashomon. So I'll just say that. Um, But it's really good. And it's uh, it's it's heartbreaking and sometimes terrifying it, it's really cool that like you you know all these archetypes of characters in these types of ridley scott movies like you've seen gladiator so it's like you know the big macho guy who's like i'm gonna fight for my family and blah 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 um but then you kind of peel the layers off and you're like maybe some of these guys aren't so great <laughs> like maybe maybe they're not really that heroic and there's something else going on and we're not we're only seeing it from their pov in those kinds of movies right so um yeah so the last duel check it out okay Lindsay, thank you yes. for joining us you're welcome thank you for talking about another shamilamon movie you, you'll definitely be back for more of his films i guarantee it because we have yet to do lady in the water and that has to happen one day as does, <laughs> as does glass i saw that in theaters lady in the water oh I don't it know was free Oof. well that's fair still but yes, thank you very much uh, for joining us um, for this episode. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and so at this point, sorry, it's been a while. I'm trying to remember in my head where we go at this mm-hmm. point. Oh, right, right, right. I know now. <laughs> what? It's not like Chewbacca. And that's how the guy from Stained sounds to everybody. Nathan. Nathan. That was me acknowledging your... You're saying Nathan. Uh, <laughs> your friend uh, Montrose, is he around to say a few words to the kiddos? He is. I'll get him. I hope there's milk. no kiddos listening to this. <laughs> God, I hope not. Oh, but it doesn't matter because now it's an hour later, so they're old. Hello! It's your good friend Montrose Monkington the Third here. And I, I know what you're probably saying. Montrose, why are you still doing this? Uh, you, you, you haven't done anything in a while and you know what you're absolutely right because you know what i i don't feel that the price of admission for the wwe network is, is really worth it so right now i'm kind of exploring my options uh do feel free to tune into my youtube channel montrose monkington tv to check out my archived footage however in this new year i feel that i it, it might be uh better upon me to explore some of the more um let's say interesting wrestling that's available on on the youtubes uh i that's as much as i'm going to say uh so do stay tuned to the 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 montrose monkington tv for that um if you do have any interesting uh internet uh youtube federations that you would like me to to maybe take a look at uh, you can let me know uh the facebook group montrose monkington the third esquire and friends uh join up there be friends with me and mention those to me and or or if you just want to send me a quick missive uh at montrose the third that's the number three rd 
on Twitter. Thank you. More later. Thank you, Montrose. You're welcome. So that uh, so that's it. That's it for us. We are wrapping it up. We uh, we have one more movie next week in the um, in the worst of 2021, and it's gonna be a doozy. Um, it's a doozy. <laughs> it's a doozy, like all the other ones have been. Um, but uh, yeah, other than other than that, uh, Nathan. Did, oh, I guess we should plug. I see it's been now. It's been a pulling while. Back the curtain, pulling back the curtain. Mm-hmm. This is our first recording of 2022. Um, I know it's not the first episode, but you know, I'm, I'm a little rusty, but, uh, Lindsay, do you have anything you want to plug that people follow you on Twitter? Um, do you have like a, like a Bitcoin that people can give money to? Sure, fucking go no, do, not do yet. Do you have any, no. do you have any fucking like NFTs you're selling or? <laughs> I should make some. Those things worst. go for millions. No, you shouldn't. They're the worst thing oh, in the world I know. Right I, know. Now. I read up fucking. on them. They're awful. Hey guys, if you're listening and you like NFTs, fuck yourself. <laughs> But also stick around and listen to some laughs. <laughs> no, NFTs are garbage. Um, all right. So, uh, Nathan, uh, did you have any questions about the movie Old? I can't. I mean, I don't know what you would even ask, but. I mean, just a few. <laughs> would you turn it to Louis Armstrong? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go we're about get a gold weight thing there. But anyway. <laughs> like, I have a few questions. I have a, what a wonderful world. Um, no. Uh, what a fast aging beach. <laughs> I mean, okay, so with a movie where M. Night Shyamalan is, is clearly continuing to poop away all his, his goodwill from Split. Yep. And, and, and when the, in a movie where uh, the kid from Hereditary has more terrible luck uh, with uh, with a minor child. Oh, that's true. And in a movie where, you know, uh, they show up on a, a beach uh, where younger people get to be just old enough and Leonardo DiCaprio is not there. <laughs> I just have to ask. What were they thinking? I took my love and I took it down I climbed a mountain and I turned around And I saw my reflection in the snow-covered hills Till the landslide brought me Can the child